All right, well, we're here with another episode of Conversations and Connections. Uh, again, we're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the prevention coordinator for the agency, and I like to call this our 100th episode extravaganza. I like that. With, uh, who's that? You ask? Oh, it's our guest. It's uh, Executive Director Whitney Baran is my guest today on the podcast. I wanted to save the 100th for you, Whitney. I appreciate you, Stu. I'm because... glad that you invited me back on <laughs> of course. the podcast. Well, it's been a while. It has I think, been. I think the first time you was on the podcast was right after you took the position of Executive Director. I think you're right. I believe. So that's been how long? A couple of years? Gosh, I'm going on my second year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah. So you needed to come back. So yeah, this is our 100th episode of the podcast. So uh, I did ask Whitney to uh, be the guest today, just to kind of talk a little bit about, uh, I don't know if you want to call it the state of the agency or, or kind of an agency update of what's going on in 2023. Uh, but um, I, I appreciate you. Whitney, you was off this past week, so you've been playing catch up. Yeah, today I know. was my first day back. Thanks and... for scheduling me um, for the podcast on yeah. my first day back It's from like, vacation. hey, Whitney, what would be good yeah. for you? Oh, Monday, <laughs> yeah. when I get back Monday, from vacation. Yeah, it was okay, great. Okay, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> all right. So, Whitney, first of all, okay, so we're halfway through 2023, and so I kind of wanted to let's talk about some of the things that uh, has been going on at the agency this year. You know, we're coming off the heels of our third annual Safer East Texas uh, training conference. And how did that go this year? You know, our Safer East Texas training went really great this year. Um, we actually had 158 people attend, which was um, four more people than last year. So we <laughs> well, were hey, excited about that. Um, and for those of you who don't know um, that are listening that what our Safer East Texas training is, um, it's an annual conference that we partner with Angelina College. And um, we bring leading experts from across the country to educate and train um, first responders and community stakeholders, whether that be law enforcement, CPS, um, advocates, um, and so and just any professional who are responders um, and advocates to victims, including domestic violence, human trafficking, sexual assault, strangulation. And it's just really like a multi multidisciplinary focus that encourages um, coordinated community response. Um, and so we can just bring that training to them. Mm -hmm. And we really enjoy putting that training on and we get a lot of great feedback from um, our community partners um, that helps us make each year better than the last. Well, this was the third year, so I guess yeah. it's safe to say that this is going to be an annual thing. Yes, that we absolutely. We are going to continue in, in the years to come. Yes, we're going to continue we, with this. We are actually um, in the uh, process of uh, scheduling uh, speakers for next year, for our next year's training. So, um, yeah, so we're really excited about it. And of course, this is going to be an annual thing, and we hope to see um, it grow and more people attend each year. Okay, well, awesome. I think this is probably one of the biggest things that we, if not the biggest thing, that we. Uh, as an agency uh, host or produce yes. every year. It, it's kind of grown into this really great, um, you know, conference that people look forward to every year. Yeah. And so and we really enjoy putting it on and, um, of course, hosting it with Angelina College. Sure. All right. Uh, you know, I didn't realize this. I don't know. It just kind of hit me, I think, whenever I was off last week for the 4th of July. I think it's been about a year now since the production facility. Because hey. I think it was a year that... Uh, 
I moved yes. over there yes. uh, along Your with uh, my, my co with one of my coworkers, yes. and uh, I thought I believe it was during the Fourth of July yep. holiday week that. Uh, our guys moved our furniture and everything over there for us to set up our office. Doesn't feel like it's been that long ago, it's but it has been, been a, a year. It has been a it year. Has. And, um, you know, and for those who, who, who don't know, um, myself and another one of my coworkers, we are officed in um, another building in another part of town. And uh, I guess... Can of tell us a little bit about exactly when I say the production facility, yeah. probably people don't know what in the world it is I'm talking about. Sure. So our production facility um, is a multi-purpose building, honestly. And so um, what it what its purpose is, is that we, um, of course, it um, holds our Angelina County batters intervention and prevention classes there. And where our um, our, our batters um, intervention prevention um Say that really quick. Batters, intervention and prevention, <laughs> or BIP is what we say, um, can hold, can do intakes there, of course, because we can't have those classes and do those intakes right. with our clients. Um, and so we that's one of the purposes that it serves. Um, and like you said, it serves for additional administrative um, mm -hmm. office location for some of our office staff. Um, and then in conjunction with our thrift store, the production facility also serves as a place to store and produce seasonal merchandise. And it's been a really great addition to our thrift store um, because we can do um, produce product and we can product and um, price and package uh, pro product for our thrift stores and so it can just be you know boxed and it's put on the thrift store sales floor immediately when it gets to the thrift store so basically if someone, the bud, right? <laughs> if someone makes a donation to the thrift stores it's probably gonna go to the production facility first right? um, or... it, it can vary it, it varies okay. and so sometimes when we get a lot of um, you know donations and we it just depends on what that donation is if we take it to the production facility if it's where Okay, clothing. Okay. So it just depends on what that donation is. But it's been really a great offsite location where we can really store and produce seasonal merchandise, honestly. And you know, if you're really lucky over there, if you look out your window, you can see wildlife. There's a ton of wildlife over there. Stuart is always telling me about the, the wildlife that... <laughs> that visits you, them at the production facility or, or signs yes, of hey yes, a raccoon was here yes, overnight yes. i won't tell you how we know <laughs> but we know a raccoon was there uh heard some coyotes yeah. were, 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 or coyotes it's i guess it's a party is, over there uh, at the production is facility is what we've heard over there so no uh, telling what really yeah. goes on at the production yeah, facility but, with you guys uh, over there you know it's uh but uh, so yeah, so it's been a year yeah. since that's since that's. It's um, just been a really great um, addition to our agency, and like I said, it just serves many uh, multi-purpose, and we're really yeah. glad. What's well, the warehouse? And we have three offices. Yeah. We have a conference room mm -hmm. there, and so we, we have board our, meetings there. We have um, our serve yeah. meetings uh, there now yeah. for Angelina County, so it's a it's a nice place yeah. for everybody it's everybody to congregate. Uh, so let's talk about numbers. Um, I know we had talked about earlier when we talked about you being on the podcast, talking about uh, things like how many clients that we that have come through our doors yeah. so far this year. So, so the number right now, just kind of halfway through the year, we've um, we've seen over a hundred or eight hundred. I'm sorry, eight hundred clients, um, and with over ninety nine thousand services provided. So here's my question, yeah. and I'm not sure if I really know this. I know what a client is. Mm -hmm. When we talk about a services provided, mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? So one client can receive an, a, an array of services. So maybe like housing or right. shelter, housing. counseling, sure. 
Okay, yeah, so and that's that's a, that's a separate yes, service. Yes, it every... is, and so we count those services because you I know you. every client's um, need is different, and so every okay. service that they need, um, it just depends on you know what their situation is and what services they're needing, and mm-hmm. so we count that as a service. So ninety nine over ninety nine thousand services mid year. How is, what we've is that? About what is expected, or do we really have? I know, we in, do. In the type of work we have, I hate, I hate to say a goal because yeah. you don't want anybody needing our services. You know, and but it's, it's, is that kind of like yes, what we expect? It, it makes. And your question is, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because when you look at your your numbers, um, you know, every month we have targets that we tell our grants that we're, you know, that we think okay. we're going to anticipate meeting. And so, to answer your question, we're meeting our targets, but of course, okay. it's a double-edged sword because I mean. That means that people are needing our services. And right. in a perfect world, an agency like ours wouldn't exist. Well, and yeah. I tell people when I go out and yeah. do my, describe my job, it's if, I, if my job was 100% yes. effective, we, we would work. Here. We would work ourselves out of a job. We wouldn't be here, right? In right. a perfect world, you know, we always yeah. say an agency like ours wouldn't exist. So, um, yes, we're on target for our services, and and we have to provide that number to our grants every, um, you know, every month. You know, mm-hmm. are we meeting these targets? So we're on target and we're meeting those services. But like you said, you know, that means that someone is needing our services. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned grants, and I guess I think sometimes people think we're an agency. The money comes from has to come from somewhere, and I just don't know if people really realize yeah. how much we rely on grants, yes. whether they be government grants or private grants, uh, to keep us up and running. Yeah, we have the thrift stores, yeah. obviously, but we have to rely on other income sources as well. We right? do, and our thrift stores, you know, they generate over half of that unrestricted revenue for our agency, and what unrestricted revenue means is... You were reading my mind, yes, Whitney, thank so you. What that unrestricted revenue means is is that it's that's money that we can spend on client needs that the grants do not um, dictate. Right. Well, I know, like, so like a grant that I may be on yeah. or or a grant. Okay, you can do prevention work, but you can't do Yeah. Direct client service. Client service, sure. right. Yes. Or you can you use can this do, pencil, but if it's bought out of this grant, you can't I, you use can't, this pencil right. again. So unrestricted means you can yes. use this money for whatever sure. you see. Whatever fit, you right. whatever our client needs, whatever where you know the need is, we can use that sure. this, re, that revenue for. Right. Okay. Um yeah. All right. Uh, you know, and that kind of goes to my next thing I, I kind of want to talk about. And I always, a lot of times when I do presentations, I lead off with this, uh, especially if I'm going to a, a place where they probably have heard of the Family Crisis Center. And I'm not saying everybody feels this way, but I think so many people out in the public, Family Crisis Center, okay, they know of probably us as the women's shelter. Sure. They know the shelter. They probably know the thrift stores, right. but they really don't know all the different things that we do. Like, edu- and I've had someone not too long ago tell, well, I had no idea yeah. that you did prevention work. Yeah. I had no idea you had a bit program where you work with perpetrators. Absolutely. And I think there's so many things that we do mm-hmm. that people just have no clue. It's it's funny that we're talking about this right now because I just had a, a walkthrough in a meeting this morning where someone said, I just, I had no idea that you um, had 
did direct client service, that clients, you know, received services from your agency. I thought you were just a thrift store. And so, and it just always makes me, and it's, it's always a great thing. I love meeting those individuals because it makes me, it's, it's always a time where I can say, well, let me tell you a little bit about really what Mm -hmm. we do and our, and where our thrift stores tie into our client services and how vital and important um, it all intertwines and so but you know going back to you you know what you're saying all the things um you know that you're they're talking about um i would say over half of our clients that we see are outreach clients what and what that means is they may not even need shelter services and i wonder if how many people realize that too they think if you're a client you are staying here at the shelter and that's that's over half the time never the case yeah um you know maybe now meaning that you know, some some do need shelter, but over half that we see, they might just need a protective order. Um, they may need some counseling. They may need, um, you know, support group, transitional housing. Um, so there's an array of services that our agency provides um, beyond shelter services. Right. And so, and we and we call those individuals outreach clients. But um, but just you know, when you when you say that, people are like, oh, I just you know, I I, I didn't realize that you provided those services. You know, and so it's just interesting. And I I wonder if some people are surprised by that. I think there are some agencies in the state that that may be all they sure, do. Sure, absolutely. And that's it. Yeah. And they don't, you know, I think we're fortunate sure. as an agency that we do all of yes. these things, that we have a thrift. So, you know, how many agencies don't have a thrift store? Like the agencies like ours it, who, they got to have those grants. Sure. You know, yes, uh, and and we, like that. you know, and I think that we take um, our agency, you know, we take a lot of, um, I would say a lot of pride in trying to stay um, really relevant and trying to, um, I don't know, stay ahead of the curve, trying to Mm -hmm. see what we can do, what services can we provide, be creative, um, and really just try to meet our clients where they are and see really what the need is. Um, And that goes to, you know, relying on our community partners too. You know, we we have to partner and we have to, um, you know, work together as a community. And we have great partnership and community um, resources in this, um, in in our area. And so I'm just so grateful for the partner agencies that we work with because they help us all reach our goal and mission to helping others, you know? Well, and I look back, I I've been with the agency six years and Man, time flies when you're having fun. But I I think about like what we were doing six years ago. We didn't have a podcast. We probably that probably was not even on the radar radar, at all. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have Charlie here, yes, our, our in-house our attorney. attorney. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a human trafficking program. We weren't doing intimate partner violence um, exams. You know, we were, we, you know, we started in, I guess this is our second year for all of our um, direct client service workers to be on call 24-7 that respond to intimate partner violence okay. calls. And so, um, and you just have to see where the need is. And I think that if you are a growing agency and you want to stay relevant, you have have to yeah. meet those needs and so right. and we I think that our staff are wonderful and great at um, at doing that and working together to do that sure um, I guess you know one of the one of the last things I kind of want to talk about is and I don't know how what you can say 
is the future of yeah. the agency. Th things that are maybe down the pipeline yeah. that you can talk. I know that yeah. maybe some things you can't really talk about. Well, I had about. a ton of dreams. <laughs> I had but dreams. like as we're as we're talking, and, and some things are kind of little, and they may yeah. be they may seem silly, but it's a yeah. big thing for us. Like I'm looking out the window right now, all these brand new extra parking spaces. Yes, you would you would be so surprised how you know you know 19 additional parking spaces uh, make such a huge difference. But I, yeah. but it does, and so. And, and, I, and I will say, you know, when we talk about the future um, of the Family Crisis Center, I think that you are always have to be open-minded. And there's, you know, you can never say that's not going to work or we, we can't do that. Um, right. I think that you always have to have the mindset of um, we we can do whatever we we dream to do. And I always want to keep that mindset. And, and staff have that mindset. It's like, you know, if there's a need, I think that we're going to, we're going to meet it. And I know that we will, um, as a community, as, as an agency, um, yeah. you know, and so e even, you know, I know it seems so far away, but it'll be here before you know it, you know, October is domestic violence awareness month and we're already kind of putting yes, our heads together, um, trying to, you know, figure out what can we do for this month? How can mm -hmm. we spread awareness? Um, so just always just looking Staying in the now, but looking towards the future, if that makes any sense at all. Ooh, so, yes. so profound. That yes. sounds like a, that could be a, a tagline yeah. for, for something, right? All right. So how are things, uh, now this is the part we're just going to kind of throw the throw plan the out it. the window. Wing we're going to wing it just a little favorite bit. favorite part. <laughs> but no, you know, you've, okay, so you've been at the helm of this ship now for a couple of years. Yeah. And, been with uh, the agency, because I, I want to go back and say, you know, oh, yeah. second year... As executive director, yes, yes. but have been with the agency. This is my 15th year uh, at, on staff. My my f interview, yes. it, you were you sat in on, on my interview I whenever I, I, I came on board. And I of hope course. you... Uh, of course I did. No no regrets. <laughs> uh, no regrets. <laughs> uh, and, and, and now you're, you know, you're, you're the, the executive director. Yeah. Um, how... How does that make you feel? Because you started here, kind of. Gosh, that's uh, a loaded question. When did, what was you, when you first came on board? What was your position here? So when I, I was actually an intern, I started out as an intern for the agency, going to um, Angelina College, working through the human services um, program, um, as um, a case management specialty, and yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to talk over no, you you're or, fine. or, or you're step fine. on you. When you was an intern here, did you ever, ever, ever think that several years down the road you're going to be the exec executive director? Of you know, this I agency? I just really fell in love with this agency. I did, and I fell in love with the mission. And um, at the time when I was doing my internship, um, the ED here, um, you know, she. We, we really kind of bonded, and she um, offered me the position as her executive assistant. And so I worked right directly with her, being mm -hmm. her assistant. And, and you probably couldn't have a better training ground yes, for what you're doing Yes, now. learned everything from top to bottom this agency and just really because you know I, and I did a little bit of client service direct client service when I started um, but when I worked into the administrative side you know I thought you know how Saul like how just as much important the administrative side right. of this agency is and so I really fell in love with the work and um, you know was hired on that in that position and worked there for um, I guess 
three years and then was promoted to the operations director and worked with our previous director, Heather Carty, um, could not have had a better teacher and mentor um, working um, with Heather for 10 years. And then um, threw my name in the hat for ED, and yet well, look, here I am. <laughs> so look whose name was drawn when we clo- when they yes. closed their eyes and mixed yes. up the... <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and I am, I'm all jokes. If you know me personally, you know, I mean, I can be serious, but most of the time I choose not to be. But I really sometimes sit at my desk and think, oh my gosh, I need an adult. And then I'm like, I'm the adult. You're, you're it. <laughs> but it's been great, and I really love my job. Well, I, and I will say this, and I'm not saying this because I'm not, you know, I'm trying to schmooze the big boss because she's on the podcast uh I can, away. I can say when you are very approachable you know so there's so well, many executive executive directors you almost feel like you're having an audience with the pope yeah. or something yeah. when you're yeah. when you're trying to come in you got do i need to bow yes. do i need to no. take my shoes off or I, anything? but i just i'm I literally just, doing the podcast with my shoes off right now <laughs> yes but i really i that's just i think that's uh that's great that you do have that um well, I appreciate that attitude that and and everything. Uh, I, I feel like I don't have to do anything alone, and and I and I say that everywhere I go. We have yeah. such a great staff, such a great um, team, and it just makes um, the work so easy when you have a great um, you know team yeah, behind you sure. and support. Exactly. So. And except you, you you give me a hard time. Well, what I, what I was about to say, what I, one of the things I like about Whitney is I can poke my head in her office yeah. and say, "Hey, have you heard?" Yeah. Whitney and I have this common bond, I guess, about music. Yes. We kind of share the same uh, taste in music. Hey, have you heard yes. this? What do you think of this? Or, you know. Or hey, you really need to look listen to this. I think yes. you would like this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out how to uh, share playlists yes. and. And Merge our play our playlist <laughs> together and everything. Uh, is there anything that you want to? Is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to make sure that uh, I, we talk about before we wrap things no, up? No, I've really enjoyed this, Stuart. Right. I'm really glad. Well, it's been 100. Yeah, 100. The 100th, uh, the 100th episode. So I wanted to. Uh, uh, make it uh, well. This is about if you know me. This is about it as an extravaganza Yay! as I can host. Yeah, we need like something like a <laughs> some, bell or some, something from, in the background. Yeah, I should yeah. have. Uh, I, hadn't, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, Whitney Baran, the executive director of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. Thank you, Whitney. Thanks, dude. I baby. appreciate it. And if you feel like you need our services, as always, we do have our toll-free 800 number. That's 1-800-828-7233. That is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Also, be sure to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. You can do that via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcast service of your choice. Whitney, what do you listen to Conversations and Connections on? Well, my, my cell phone. <laughs> and with that, be the voice. If not for you... For For someone someone else. else. Thank you, Whitney.